Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by LinkedIn. Get the applicants you need faster and for free at LinkedInJobs.com. We are previewing the Baylor-Texas game on Friday, and I have Baylor royalty on the show today. (laughs) Mr. J.J. Joe, former Baylor Bears quarterback in the early 90s. What's going on, J.J.? Not much, my friend. You know, this is probably the only time I'd get on a Longhorn-type network, I tell you. But it's, it's great to be on with you. Yeah, Baylor Royalty, over 8,000 yards. I forgot how many touchdowns you had. And if you're watching on YouTube, you, look at these pictures, man. Look at this. Who, who is this right here, man? Oh, that's that's a dude. This, I don't this, even know who that dude is anymore. This, that's RG3 before RG3. And then look at this, man. Oh, my man Grant. Great coach. <laughs> Baylor Royalty, I have to I have to ask you, you know, you, you were the quarterback for the Baylor Bears in the early 90s. So what's your favorite Baylor football moment that you were a part of? Oh wow, that I was a part of that. You know, it's it's a it's really close. Um, I would say the 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 number one A would probably be we my my Richard. I'm sorry, my sophomore year. My sophomore year, uh, we had a chance to play the defending national champions Colorado in uh, in in Boulder, and we got them. We, we we clipped them. They had one. They hadn't lost a home game in eighteen. I think they had won eighteen straight games at home. So. We clipped them there, and that was really great. And then I would say that picture you show, that picture you show, that's either the Baylor UT game in '92, my my junior year, or yeah, that's the that's the that's actually I'm gonna tell you what that is. That is actually the Sun Bowl after we had beat UT. That's Taft's last game. Now we're ahead, and I think he's you know he's we were talking about like you know just killing the clock there. So that that was a high point for me because Coach Taft means a lot to a lot of us. Okay, and what was your favorite moment against the Texas Longhorns here on this Locked on Longhorns podcast? Oh, man, yeah, that's a good one. I tell you, I'm going to tell you this now. I ended my career at DKR there. I mean, like, so we were we were like 500 and middling along my last year, and um, uh, the Longhorns beat us, and that ended my career there. But uh, but I would say the favorite moment was that same, that 92 year, that, that year that we, um, we, uh, we won that last game that allowed Coach Taft to coach another game. Uh, and we won that one. So, uh, but I would say, I would say probably now I didn't play in this game because I was a red shirt that year, but uh, my true freshman year, we went down there and beat them 50 to seven. Now I, I wish I would have been on the sideline, but I wasn't, but we had, man, we had some guys that we had about three or four NFL guys that they were high level defensive players and they, they turned them over. And that was a really great game. It looked like the offense did something too, right? 50 to seven, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's kind of crazy so uh yeah so now you're doing color commentary uh for the for the baylor bears and uh blessing them so i want to ask you last year this team won the big 12 championship and now in dave aranda's third year uh they're six and five and so uh what have been your honest thoughts of dave aranda this year in this baylor bears football team yeah this this team has been a quandary for coach aranda i think you know, because we had so many guys coming back. I think we had probably 15 returning starters, something like that. Uh, but it was, you know, they were all linemen and like what I would call second level linebackers. Not he didn't have any skill players. Um, you know, we made the switch of quarterback, of course. But so this team really, you know, it's it, it's been a quandary for him. Uh, I still think Coach Rand is the right coach. It's just that all of those really tight contests where we had those guys who had metal like Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, J.T. Woods, Raleigh Tejada, and a number of other guys that I may not be naming that came through in the clutch. This team 
hadn't found those guys. So all those close games, the BYU game, uh, the game on set against TCU, the West Virginia game that we went through a lot. Those games were games we won last year, but those have been games we've lost this year. We're missing those guys. Yeah, so a crucial decision was made in the offseason, and that was to go with Blake Shapin instead of Gary Bohannon, who carried uh, the Baylor Bears to the Big 12 championship game last year. Do you think that was the right decision, you being the uh, quarterback expert on the show? And what have you seen from Blake Shapin this year? You know, John, that's a great question. I've been asked that a lot. Matter of fact, I, on, on Sigum 365 there, I wrote an article a little bit about Blake. Uh, I know I'll do a, a post-mortem a post, uh, on the season, but I, I do think it was the right decision. Um, now, I will say this. Um, the one thing this team is missing, uh, forget quarterback running and all that, it is what I call the gristle, the metal from all of those veterans who've been through a lot. And Gary was one of those guys. Gary, you know, that was his first year starting last year, but Gary actually had to go through, you know, being a highly recruited player to sitting on the bench behind Charlie to deciding, I think I'm a transfer to not transferring and going through a lot of things. So he was really tested as well, just off the field. And then he finally got his chance. Um, so I would say from a leadership standpoint, they do miss all of, not just Gary, but Gary and all those guys I mentioned before, but just from a quarterback standpoint, uh, where this program has to go, Blake was the right guy. Um, now, when I tell people, I was like, look, I was like, uh, you know, this is a normal cycle for a quarterback to go through. We've been we've been we've been spoiled by certain players. You know, Texas had Vince Young way back in the day. Uh, but V.Y. didn't play until like his fourth year. People forget he sat behind. Uh, I think it was major. And then um, Chris, uh, I forget Chris's famous dad, Chris. Um, <laughs> Chris Sims. Chris Sims. There you go. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, and in the same way here, we had RG3. RG3 was young. He was the exception to the rule. Uh, but then the other quarterbacks we had, Jonathan, that was really good after those guys in the Browse era, those were four-year, fourth-year guys. So Blake, to me, he started 13 college games. For you guys, Quinn Yours has started, I think, six or maybe seven. <laughs> those guys have to go through the normal process of seeing defenses, getting adjusted to, adjusting, and then going into an offseason, getting better and coming back. And that's where we are with, with, with Blake. Blake has – so a lot of strengths, but he has some stuff he has to clean up, i.e. his footwork and all those kind of things. But I think it was the right decision. Yeah, we'll talk about Quinn Ewers next, but what are those strengths you speak of? What have you seen from Blake Shapin that makes you feel like Dave Miranda made the right decision moving on from Gary Bohannon? Number one, I think he's a tough guy. I, I think he's, I mean, he's a, he's a former baseball player. Uh, came to Baylor, kind of thinking he's going to play both, but then he wanted to start. So he made a decision to just focus on football. You know, when you play baseball, you have to you, you have to live with a little failure. I mean, and I think he has that when he's had tough games or not really performed, He's bounced back the next week. That tells me he's a resilient guy. Um, so I like that. I like the arm strength that he can throw at anybody. That's what made it so strange to me to see him under throw Monterey ball and twice. I'm thinking, like, I know Blake can fire the thing. I know he can throw it 65, 70 easy. So it was just surprising to me to see him under throw him. And those were big plays where he did under throw him. But really for him, so those are his strengths to me. The arm, uh, I think the metal, just that he has a toughness about him. Uh, I think he's learning to lead better. Uh, I think he had, during the season, he's more of a quieter guy. But it's nothing wrong with that. But as a quarterback, you have to learn that you have to talk, just you have to be a little bit more vocal. And I think he's learning that. Uh, but overall, I think, you know, he has all the necessary skill. Let me put it this way. I made a, I made a comment in the article. I said, look, 
In every game we went into, I did not feel like we were outmanned at quarterback. Now, that doesn't mean the other quarterback didn't play better than Blake, but I never felt in either of this game. And I don't feel like that on Sunday, even though you guys have a guy who could probably be a first-round draft choice one day. So I don't feel like Baylor will be outmanned at QB. Yeah, you talked about Quinn Ewers possibly being a future first-round draft pick. One of the most heralded, you know, quarterback prospects, prospects really coming out of right. high school in the country ever, right, especially right. in the state of Texas, Quinn Ewers. And, you know, it's been a little bit of a bumpy road. It started off hot against Alabama and Oklahoma, and then it's, you know, definitely simmered down yeah. a lot since then. You know, as a former quarterback, J.J., what have you seen in a young quarterback in Quinn Ewers for the Texas Longhorns? Man, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I wasn't sure about it because I'd only heard about Quinn. Now, I saw Quinn a little bit in high school. Uh, he played at Southlake here in the DFW area where I'm from. My nephew actually coaches. He's an offensive lineman coach at Duncanville. And they they bumped heads with Duncanville on a number of occasions. I think Quinn's senior year, they may have actually beat Duncanville or Duncanville lost before they got to him. But nevertheless, I you know, I know he's highly, highly touted. He has a really, he has an NFL arm. Uh, and the guy has a little moxie and he's actually cool. I mean, I was surprised in that, in that Alabama game, how cool he was for a freshman. I was kind of like, this, is this dude a freshman? Um, so the moment wasn't too big for him. So I like that about him. Uh, you could tell he has NFL, uh, arm, arm, uh, talent. And that's, you know, that, 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 that's huge. That's a, that's a raw material that all the quarterbacks have to have nowadays. If you're thinking about going, you know, to the league. So, but I think, you know, for Quinn from watching him, what he's dealing with, like the TCU game, he's dealing with teams now will say, okay, this young man is good. Blake Shapin, you're good. Quinn, yours, you're good. I am not about to let you do what you like to do. I'm going to confuse you. I'm going to mix things up. I'm going to mix a coverage. I'm going to mix a blitz. I'm going to show. I'm going to go. And those guys have to go through that under pressure in high leverage moments until they become, until they see it again the next time. And I think that's where they are. They're learning and they need an offseason, right? They need to get back with their technique, with their quarterback coach, get in the film room, video room, and then come back next year with that same talent they have on the edge uh, and then perform hopefully at a higher level. So it sounds like you think Blake Shapin and uh, Quinn Ewers will both be a lot better next season after another offseason uh, of work and uh, some more development. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I actually played. I mean, I, I mean, like I get it. Yeah, I was very frustrating as a young quarterback. I, I had a chance to start my redshirt freshman year after I started, got hurt. And I had some good games and I come back, have some bad games. And the next year, 91, I took off. I was doing really well. And then toward the end, I kind of, you know, wane. Uh, so it's a normal cycle for quarterbacks now to have to go through these. The development cycle is just not linear. We all would like it to be linear where it just goes up and up and up and up. And actually, it's it's a little bit it's 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 like a it's a, like a what I call an economic cycle. It goes up. It comes back a little bit. And I think that's where they are. And I think both of them will be much better. Now, they're going to have, you know, you guys going to have Manning come in there. Uh, Baylor has a high recruit in Novoside that's out. I forget the school he's out of, but he's a highly recruited young man. Um, and they have a couple. They have Kyron Drones that's here. Kyron is showing in flashes. So the one thing about now in these programs is like, hey, look, you know, you got to keep getting it because if not, there's a guy behind you that, hey, he'll take your spot.
Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian said going into next season, there definitely will be a clean slate at the quarterback position. So definitely send a message to Quinn Ewers. Uh, he's going right. to have to be hungry this offseason and earn the job. Once again, a quick word from LinkedIn, and then JJ is going to scout the Baylor Bears on offense and defense for us. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply jj i want to ask you on the offensive end the baylor bears are at their best win fill in the blank oh now i think you guys may you may have seen it jonathan when they have the ability to get the run game going uh the experience is up front they had four return we have four returning starting linemen all those guys are not all of them are seniors, but, you know, I think Mike Mazuka is the only one that's an underclassman. Gavin Byers started for a little bit. But now but now we have we have um, we have uh, uh, getting my, I write my right tackles name, but he's back. Um, so when Baylor's able to get their runners 30 carries or more, it's hard to beat them. The challenges for uh, the challenge for us, like it was on, on a Saturday uh, and actually we actually ran the ball fine. But on the games we've lost, really, outside of Saturday, we've been challenged getting our runners, the the Richard Reese's and Squirrels uh, and Quaylen Jones, the ball enough times. Um, when we're able to get them 30 touches, typically what happens is that set up that sets up our play action game that forces defenses to give us a little bit heavier dose of what I would call a 3D or a man free or they at least have to evolve a secondary player in the box a little bit more. And Blake, Blake can throw it. Um, it simplifies coverages for him. So when we're running the ball with those three runners and they're getting good action with them, man, the offense is really tough to to beat. And uh, I think actually against TCU, John, we, we actually had a good offensive game plan, uh, but we had a couple things when we went down and we just stubbed our toe and we didn't get points. And against TCU, you have to get points. Yeah, um, this Texas defense is one of the best in the country against the run, so it's definitely going to be strength on strength. This mm -hmm. Baylor offense trying to establish this run and this Texas defense doing what they've done all season, being able to stop the run. This Baylor Bears team defensively is at their best when fill in the blank. Uh, I really think, I mean, when, you know, early in the season, they were really doing a good job of stopping the run and forcing teams to drop back and be one-dimensional. Uh, the experience has been up front and with our linebackers. The, we, the weakness or the challenges for us, the development area, has been our secondary. Uh, we had Christian Morgan coming back. Uh, we lost both corners for the most part. We actually didn't lose both corners, but we moved Al Walcott to the star position. But really, in essence, Lorando Johnson and Mark Milton were first-year starters at corner. A.J. McCarty behind him played a lot, but he was a first-year guy, really playing at that high level. So, so really, you know, we can't allow a team to be, you know, Dual, dual threat against. We can't have a team that's able to run the ball like Texas will do. Texas has uh, Robinson, John Robinson at the tailback. Then they come in and bring in, you know, uh, Johnson behind him, and then they got Xavier Worthy on the edge and other. And then that, that tight end, I love that guy. I actually, Rob, I actually watched that kid from Den Ryan. JT Sanders, yeah, JT Sanders. I saw that kid play basketball, man. I didn't even go watch him play football. I knew he's a good football player, but he played basketball at Den Ryan. Against uh, Birdville was in there. My son's school, school was in their district, and he was a good basketball player too. Big body, good hands. Uh -huh. but he's going to be a tough cover too. So, so Baylor has to find a way to bottle up John Robinson, like they did last year. Last year they were able to bottle him up and kind of contain him some, and that allowed them then to kind of play some games. 
Yeah, definitely. Texas is 6-0 and this year when they've been able to run the ball more than they pass the ball. They're 0-3 when they pass the ball more than they wow. rush the ball this yeah. year. So yeah. definitely they're going to try to get uh, B. John Robinson in that running back room uh, established. And, of course, Baylor is going to be locked in on trying to uh, stop that running back room and probably try to make Quinn Ewers beat them from what we've seen uh, over the last month. We talked about a Baylor team that won the Big 12 championship last yeah. year, but now is sitting at 6-5. and And of course, it's going to go to a bowl game, but as far as this game, they have no chance to make it to the Big 12 championship. Right. So most people would say they really don't have anything to play for. What type of effort do you expect from this football team? We know everybody gets up for Texas, you know, so right, we, right. Know, we know everybody gets up for yeah, Texas. everybody, right? <laughs> but, but what type of effort do you expect from this Baylor team, you know, knowing that they really have nothing for to play for in this game? Yeah, that's a challenge, man. I, I wasn't sure. I, I kind of figured that they would get up for TCU. I mean, it very seldom do you have a top five team coming to your house, right? Uh, and TCU is a rival for us. I mean, for Baylor, that's been one of the, the, the longest played series ever. So it didn't surprise me that Baylor played what I would call winning football. We just couldn't close the deal against TCU. And I expect the same on Saturday. I mean, for most of these guys, for most of those seniors, this is the last football game they'll play. You'll have a select number of them that'll go to – you know, all-star games and maybe play at the next level. But, you know, I expect them, you know, everybody wants to beat UT. You know how that is, John. I mean, we, you know, you if you lost to TCU, but if you can say I ended my career like I did, like I, I you asked me what's the most memorable game, and I kind of went to that 92-2 game, uh, 92 seasons being in the top three. Well, we beat UT at home. We just went that 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 win took us to six and five, right? It wasn't like <laughs> we were like nine and two or nine and one, right? Um, so, so it's, I expect these guys to play at a very high level. Now I'll say this, the challenge for this team has been, you know, when the defense may be playing well, something happens. And last year, that championship level team was able to deal with it. This team has been more challenged at dealing with adversity. So it's going to happen. And I'll see that. It'll be interesting to see that if something happens and UT gets to going, kind of how we respond. Yeah, this Texas team has an outside chance to make the Big 12 championship. So the Baylor Bears are going to have to expect uh, that Texas Longhorns are going to give them everything they have on Friday. JJ, I'm not necessarily going to ask you to pick the game. You know, uh -huh. I know who you probably, you know, who you probably <laughs> rocking with, right? You, you, did, you did play quarterback for the Baylor Bears. Okay, he's picking <laughs> Baylor. Right. So how do you see this game playing out on Friday, on um, Black Friday? Yeah, that's a great question, man. I don't know. It's You know, when you get to these rivalry games, you just don't know how they'll play out. I really expect it to be a, a hard-fought game. Uh, I think, you know, UT is in a great position because they've won their last game. They came out with a tough, tough loss to TCU, went to Kansas, took care of Kansas. So at least they feel good about themselves. I would say just today is Tuesday. I think Baylor may just now be getting over the sting of that loss. It may even leak until tomorrow. It was tough. So it was I, a great game. I had a horrible yeah. way to lose. Yeah, it is terrible, man. So I would expect, man, that like I think for Baylor, we may be a little slow coming out of the gate because I think of that. And if that's the case, if that happens, it'll be tough for us to catch UT. So if if what I think happens, I think it'll be hard for us to beat UT on Saturday if what I think happens means that we're a little slow out the gate just because we have the hangover. But I'm hoping to God that we don't let the TCU beat us twice, beat TCU game beat us twice. And that, you know, the guys start fast. To be in the game on Saturday, Baylor has to start fast uh, and not let T uh, UT front run. Because if T UT front runs, it's, it's hard to deal with them, man. Too hard to deal with them.
Yeah, definitely. Um, and you talk about this Texas team, and like I said, has an outside chance to make it to the Big 12 championship. They have to hope yeah. uh, that Kansas beats Kansas State. But luckily for Texas, that game comes before the Kansas and Kansas State game. So uh, I expect them to come out with everything yeah. to play for. Senior day is at home at DKR, and that defense has been flying, right? It's been one of the best right. defenses in the country, uh, especially the last two weeks. And so I think they'll give this Baylor Bears offense some trouble as well. If you want to bet on this game, head to bet online. They currently have the spread Texas favored by nine points over the Woo, Baylor Bears. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas loves to burn orange and white. Look, I'm not telling you which Goodness way to go crazy. on the spread. You know, I think Baylor, I mean, I think I think Texas will win. Nine points is a lot. You know oh what I'm saying? Goodness. Hey, I'm not a Texas, bad man, but if I was, yeah. I might I might bet green on that game if I was yeah. a bad man. Of, not, of course. Bro. Of course, the former Baylor uh, quarterback is going to hammer the Baylor Bears. Man, JJ, I greatly appreciate you for helping uh, Longhorn Nation scout uh, the Baylor Bears and giving us some insight from a uh, former quarterback, excuse me, on Blake Shapin and Quinn Ewers. If there's any Baylor fans that, that want to hear your work that have listened this far, or if there's any Texas fans that you know may want to hear your work, <laughs> let them know where they can find you, JJ, or listen to you. Yeah, hey, man. You know, I mean, I know they're normally listening to Craig Way. I love Craig Way on the broadcast there. Uh, so, you know, we're over at uh, 1660 in Waco. That's the ESPN affiliate there is what we heard. We're also, I know it's, you have to check the notes. I forget. I know we're on serious during the, during the play-by-play during the game. But really the big thing, I Sikkim 365, I do some write, do some writing for them. I'll usually have some, uh, a, a, you know, kind of post-mortem of it, the game each week and also kind of previewing what's next and kind of on our players as well. So those are the spots. Yeah. And happy holidays, everybody. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Hope y'all get nice and full and hope we beat the Baylor Bears on Friday. Hook them <laughs> and peace. <laughs>